morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's January 25th, almost the end of January. Okay, and seems like a minute ago I said it was the beginning of January. Okay, it's 2024, quite obviously. Okay, I've got a nice show for you today with my good friends from COSIN, Consortium for School Networking, basically the uh, school district ed tech directors association. Okay. That's basically, basically what COSIN is. It kind of helps a little bit. Most of the folks involved in there uh, in that are, are right there. We're going to talk about the new, uh, they have new uh, framework guidances, resources, alignments, if you will. Okay. For the national Institute of standards and technology, cybersecurity framework and cybersecurity. Whenever you ask an ed tech director, their number one concern, okay, is cybersecurity, protecting the school district, the kids, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so we're going to talk about the, how, the, how this framework may help, and I hope it does, not only members of COSIN that encourages people to join COSIN, but also, okay, all school districts in terms of what they need to do in order to protect all their students. And on that, we've got Gary Lackey. I'm going to bring him on in just a minute here. Gary's the director of cybersecurity at Goose Creek CISD. That's right near Houston, okay, uh, for their school district, right, CISD. And also, although she's not here yet, Amy McLaughlin is supposed to be here from COSIN. She's the uh, project director for COSIN cybersecurity. Hopefully she will call in. She hasn't called in yet. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, A-C-E. Dash ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. I'm laughing because I think you can hear I have a cold. Okay. Uh, our American Consortium for Equity in Education. Again, ACE-ED.org. Our magazine is up there honoring our Equity Award winners. We just put it up there. All our podcasts are over there, plus a ton of other information. So please get involved with us. Everything we do over there is free. Okay, and it's very important that equity be continuing in school districts all over the country. We want to make sure that every that's all it means is every kid gets the education they deserve. So please check it all out at ace-ed.org. Okay, that equity is a standard bearer, of course, of everything, including uh, COSIN. And without further ado, let me bring on the one, the only Gary Lackey. Hi, Gary. It's Larry here. Hi, Larry. It's good to good to be here. Good, good to have you here, my friend. How's life down in there? Well, where are you around Houston? I know you're around Houston, but where are you around Houston? We are on the on the east side of Houston, so just just outside of Houston on the east side. Although Houston's uh, quickly swallowing everything up, but uh, yes. uh, we're we're <laughs> we're right here where all the chemical plants and uh, all the concrete is around here, and uh, it's really wet and rainy down here. Oh, really? Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry about the Texans. <laughs> right. Sorry about that. Always next year. Yeah, they, did. they had a good season. What the heck? You know, only a few teams made it as far as they did. So good enough. They have a great logo, so I like that. So that's okay. That was cool. All right, and we'll see what happens this weekend. Gary, uh, Amy isn't here, so you're going to carry the ball today. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as she gets here, I'll let uh, I'll bring her on. Okay. Hopefully she's okay and everything's fine. Okay. And she is uh, she is out way on the West Coast, so it's pretty early in the morning, so let's give her a chance to still to take another swig of coffee, all right? Uh, COSIN, again, I, I'd like to just simplify it, the Ed Tech Directors Association, okay, for school districts, all right? I said cybersecurity, 
is probably whenever I talk to coach and that that's always the top thing that comes up, put it in perspective from your role, literally in literally in the trench. Okay. At in the trenches at the, not literally virtually trenches. Okay. <laughs> doing this every day. <laughs> You're not in a trench doing this every, <laughs> doing this every you know, sometimes day. Sometimes I feel like a trench. <laughs> I know, that's what I, <laughs> and that's exactly yep. what I meant, but it's still a virtual trench. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just talk, talk about, what this what this all means to you? And again, the NIST framing is the National Institute for of Standards and Technology, right? That's what we're talking about here. Yes, right. And they must. Think, this is a part of the U.S. Department of Commerce, so they must think that cybersecurity is really really a big deal. And now we're putting it into the school districts. Talk about how it works from your point of view. Why do you need something like this from COSIN? And, and, and you becomes every school district in the country. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And so, uh, like you said, I mean, it, the NIST cybersecurity framework itself is a, a national standard that was developed. And as technology has continued to progress, this has become obviously a bigger issue. Uh, and so we're seeing the same thing in schools uh, across across the nation, really across the world, where yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying to use technology more and more to help students learn. And so, because of that, we're, we're using more technology resources, where you're giving more devices to students. And so that footprint of, of access for attackers has, it just continues to grow and grow. Uh, and so if we're not careful, as we do that, and we don't, if we don't probably secure those devices, the attackers are always going to be looking for ways to get in. And so all we're doing is giving them more and more opportunities. And if we just do that without thinking about it, it's – it's going to cause a situation where it's going to be easy for them to get in and, and attack us to steal our data and then use that maliciously uh, or use it for extortion or whatever their their, yeah, exactly. their their gains are. And so we've got to focus on what we have and how do we secure it. And it's just it, it's been it's become very critical uh, if we're going to continue using technology to to teach students that we we make sure that that is information is secured. And you use that term attackers. Okay, which is the appropriate term, I might add. But it's just astounding that we have to use that in terms of a, of a, of a school district's technology. All right, yep. and I understand the ransomware, and I understand all that, but it's just it, – it just, and I know most people who work in school districts don't even think about this, but you do, okay, and the yes. tech directors do. And, it's, it's a, yeah. and on that note, I have to ask, uh, and you have limited resources, and quote, the attackers seem to have unlimited resources. Okay, uh, where yours are limited. Uh, are they ahead of the game? Where, where, how do you even possibly keep up with this? That's brutal. It, it is. It is, uh, to be honest. And yeah. th- there's a lot of tools out there that can do that are doing a lot of good. But but like you said, I mean, we're we're outnumbered because uh, many yeah, of them yeah, are, yeah. are in big organizations and they have lots of resources. They can if they can get botnets and and have those devices attack other people. Uh, they're going to have. They're going to be. A, there's obviously different trends uh, or different categories of attackers. There's some that are just out there, just pushing scripts out that don't really know what they're doing. And then there's others that know what they're doing, and they can sit there and and collect resources for months in advance and then attack uh, and and get a, a huge gain out of that uh, versus just ransomware and getting getting very little but still. Still causing harm, and so there's there's different categories. But yes, there are so many of them, uh, especially in other countries. But they're also here in the U.S. Uh, that that are attacking. Now, there's a lot of schools, and so uh, a lot of times it's 
the ones that are least secure, they're going to get attacked first uh, because if they come across a, a good defense, then that may slow them down. But uh, but it doesn't mean that you're impervious to, to an attack later on. But uh, the stronger you can make yourselves, the, the, the longer you may be able to delay that. But a lot of times we say it's not if but when. It's going to happen. Uh, and so you really got to be prepared for trying to prevent that, but also knowing that if it does happen, what are you going to do after the fact? Right. And by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, go, if you, I have it linked here, but COSIN.org, or you can just Google COSIN Cybersecurity NIST Framework, okay? If those things will work and get you to what we're talking about here, okay? But it's, it, COSIN's working, again, to put a framework for resources together for school districts to understand all this and, and make sure that they're that they're – that they have an agenda, so they're not handling this. If I may, I hope I'm right here, Gary, haphazardly. There's, there's, a, there's an organized way to handle this, and that's what we're really talking about here is getting this organized. Okay, organized, yeah. if I may, organizing the defense, okay? And if you don't mind, you could come up here and talk to the Patriots about that. <laughs> okay? Sorry. <laughs> New England here. Okay? Yep. No, let me, let me change that. Go to my hometown, the Eagles. All right? There you Just go. Throw it off the Eagles. There, that's better. Okay? They they need a good defense. Probably Cosin should help them. Okay? As well as help <laughs> school districts. Okay? It's, it's that simple. And I want to read, go down this, this list. And I have to ask one thing, and I don't know if this is an appropriate question. At Goose Creek, how many kids go to Goose Creek? How big is it? We have 24,000 students. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of kids. I talked I talked to a district yesterday in Montana with 247 students. Yep. Okay. So there you go. You know, hold this. I know we we feel like we're big, but then just to the you know once you get yeah, to Houston, exactly. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands in in multiple school districts. So so we're large, but there are some oh, that are yeah. even bigger that are that are right oh, around yeah. us. It, it's it's it, they're all huge around there. Okay, they're big and they're important. All right, and. On that note, and I, I don't know if this is an appropriate question, do you see attacks coming in at Goose Creek? Do you, do you, have there been any attempts? I don't know. Is that an appropriate question? It is, and honestly, um, it, it, in, in a sense, it's kind of hard to answer because, yes, I mean, every single minute, if not every single second, we're seeing attacks. Now, a lot of, really? those, a lot of those attacks are getting blocked. Because no, obviously a fireball is going to do a lot of good to block, but uh, it, it, the the world has come down to well, any resource that's out there is going to be attacked almost immediately. Uh, people say that you can create a, a a server and put it on, and if you get put on the internet, uh, used to it may be days before you see it, but but researchers have found out that they can spin up a brand new server. Spin it up usually in the cloud, but but it doesn't really matter because they essentially expose it to the internet. And usually within seconds uh, or minutes, it's already being attacked by by people. So there are there are people out there simply scraping the internet for for servers or computers to attack. And so uh, anything that's exposed to the internet is going to be attacked uh, almost on an ongoing basis. And so a lot of those very basic attacks are getting blocked. Um, so we don't have a whole lot of serious attacks coming in um, constantly, but they are there. And so we do see uh, attempts of people to try to log in, uh, try to steal credentials, and try to log in as, as individuals and, and gain access to that information. Uh, and so uh, same thing that people are probably seeing as well. But, yes, we, we do see attacks uh, nearly every day. Now, again, a lot of those are getting blocked by our defenses, but they are happening. Okay, I have to ask one other question, then we're going to get into the details. 
Why are they doing this? What the, what do they want? What do they want? What, what's at a school district where kids are doing work on computers that these lunatics want? What do they want? Well, it really all boils down to money. And so either one, if I can get ransomware on a machine and, and, and cause it where you can't do your work and so you've got to go pay X amount of dollars to get your work back, or if they can lock up your server so now no one can, can enter data or get data out and then you've got to pay a, a ransom to get that out, uh, that's, that is part of their goal. But we also see uh, for students – what they're also after, uh, in addition to just their basic ransomware and, and wanting to get money, uh, well, they're, they're really all the two things. We've seen attacks against payroll. Uh, that, that was a trend a couple of years ago where they were uh, getting into bank accounts uh, or at least into the HR systems and diverting funds and so stealing people's paychecks and putting those on to prepaid uh, deb- or credit cards and, and stealing the money that way, uh, but then also – just the fact that, you know, we talk about healthcare is a, a critical data, and so people want to steal healthcare right. data. Well, well, just like that, um, our our student social security numbers. And so, a student who is oh, five God. years old has a very clean social security oh, number and can get credit. Uh, and we're not going around. I've got young kids. I'm not going around checking their credit scores. And so, if they can steal that data, I mean, we have 24,000 students now. Obviously, those are some of those are are. Uh, in the older group in high school, but there's also a lot of them that are younger. And if they can steal that data, there are, are a lot of great, clean Social Security numbers that they can use and sell in the black market for a lot of money because the younger that student is, the more their Social Security number is worth because they can use that for a long – whoever they sell it to can use that for a long time because most of us are not going and checking their credit scores and, and, and realizing you know, 13 years later – that they have a horrible credit score oh because God. someone stole oh. their, their social security number. It, it, because, it, of course, they're not monitoring it. And so, you know, yeah. 24,000 clean you? social is, is, a lo- is worth a lot. Wow. wow. It's, it's, it's scary stuff, and you're, resp- you're responsible for Goose Creek. Okay? Yes, and, sir. And, and, and if you think about it, there's districts everywhere across the country. And I know not every district belongs to Coast. They should. Okay. Not every district has a quote dedicated ed tech director. They should, but they go. They can't afford it. You know, little exactly. little tiny rural districts, but they still need all this information. Yep. All right. So where do we go from there? Which again, it's a it's a good cycle here. That's a good reason to join Tosin because you really need to do these things. So let's go over. I want to go over this. Okay. And this is really cool. This is the actual framework. All right. I'm just going to go the five key concepts here, Gary, which are and, – and by the way, I linked this uh, over there, but we're going to go over each one. I, I, by the way, this was supposed to be Amy's question. I got that on my little sheet here, so you're going to have to handle this. But handle it just from your, your point of view, okay, which is identi- identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover. Hopefully there's nothing to recover from. All right, but let's talk about you. Can, you can do all the others. You don't have to recover from anything. Talk about this. Identify. What, what, you know, it's like each one of these has six categories underneath it. Where the hell do you start? How much does this cost? What do we? What do you need to do to all this? Identify. Let me run down these categories. Identify asset management, the business environment the district is in, the governance of the district, and the ed tech risk assessment, risk management strategy. 
and supply chain risk management for all your vendors and everything. And that's just under the first thing, which is identify the challenge. How do you, hello, what do you have a staff of 300 handling this? What do you got Google 25,000 people at your, I could really, really help, Jerry. No, you're actually right. I mean, there, when you get to the cybersecurity world, there is a lot of information. And so I think that's where a lot of districts have, especially those without the resources, without a dedicated cybersecurity person, yeah. um, sometimes yeah. very limited IT staff that would normally be responsible for a lot of this or at least helping uh, start a lot of it. Uh, it can be very overwhelming. But a lot of these different frameworks have a method of going and kind of doing a self-evaluation uh, where you can look at each of these categories and say, how are we doing with this? And so you kind of have to look at your own systems, and sometimes it can get hard to understand. And, and there, are, there are companies out there that will come in for a, for a fee, uh, but generally it's not super yeah. high, uh, that will come in and help you know where you stand on this. And that's really a good place for most people to start. If you don't know where to start, at least ha- have another company come in. Uh, and there's a lot of different frameworks that you can utilize uh, that come pretty close. But – uh, the, the basic thing is coming down and, like you said, identify. There's so many different things underneath it. But what that really boils down to is you really can't protect what you don't know. Uh, and so trying to understand, and, and it definitely gets very, very convoluted and very complicated, again, with all the different technology we use, the third parties we use. There's a lot of stuff there, and so it, it gets very hard to manage. But do you know what devices you have? Do you even know what devices are yours on your network? Because if you're allowing just anybody on your network, well, guess what? There's probably a handful of attackers out there that are connecting somewhere uh, and, and getting access to your networks because you've allowed that. And so that's really what the whole identify category boils down to. Again, there's a lot of information there. But what it really boils down to is do you know what you have and where it is and, and also what protection methods you have uh, and then, again, as you go through and you evaluate and say, well, how well do we protect this? So that's kind of the next category is under protect. Um, are you training users? Are you trying to secure data? What different tools do you have in place for that? Uh, and, and there's a lot of different pieces, and there's um, a lot of different descriptions of each of those. Uh, but as you, as you said, there's a lot of information there. And really what we are trying to help people understand is stop trying to look at everything and do everything at once. Do it a little bit of time. If you can go out and, and at least understand what you what you know and what you don't. So if you take this whole list, even though it seems very very difficult, take it and and check off the ones that you understand and work on those, and then try to get down to the rest of them, and then figure out where are we lacking, where do we not have anything in place to understand what's going on, and let's focus on that and and focus. You know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Focus on one at a time because the the goal is not we're gonna take take this framework and all of a sudden next year we're gonna or or however long we're gonna be 100 percent better or however much do it's really a continuous process of improvement and so uh, that's really what we try to do with some of the resources is uh, again a lot of schools are also uh, limited on funding they're limited on staff exactly. and so we'll try to get exactly. some resources to say if you don't know where to start. Here's a free resource and get you started. Is it the best one out there? Well, no, but if you can afford to pay for a better tool, those are probably out there. But if and you're probably already using them. If you if you knew that you needed it, you're probably already using it. Uh, but these resources are especially for the smaller districts who don't have a clue. If I tell you, you need to go do uh, under respond category uh, response planning. Well, I don't know where to start. Here are some resources to help you know 
where to start and what to utilize. And so that's really what that guide was developed for us to try to help break down some of these pieces into some actual actionable items that you can go out and, and research to help you meet that need. Uh, but yes, it is a lot of information, and that's what that's what I think is so difficult for some yeah. pl- yeah. districts. Is you look at it and go, "There's too much here. I can't do it." But you've really got to stop and just break it down into smaller pieces and work on it a little bit at a time. And how you're you're a district of twenty five thousand, a pretty sophisticated district. How many people work in your IT department with you with you, boss? For for me, really, there's only probably half a dozen. There there's there's a couple that are under me, and then there's also a couple that uh, I work closely with that would help resolve the issues uh, in our essentially our uh, server security peop- uh, department, our uh, system admins. Uh, that, that would help kind of help secure the district. Uh, we, all, we obviously have a lot more people that go out and help with the computers and the issues there, but uh, the core staff that's probably really going to help focus on that piece would be probably about half a dozen. And how many people work in the total IT department for the school district? I'm just curious, just trying to get the number. Somewhere between totally. 50 and 60. Really? If, you, if you include all the technicians that go out and work on uh, work specifically at the yeah, campus uh, on the computers, it, it's about that. But but you start cutting that down pretty fast when you when you cut out some of the the, the front line technicians that are on the computers and in that and when you get down the end of the core technology, it, it's it's a bit smaller. But uh, but overall, it's about fifty to sixty to help support all the different technologies. Uh, but but again, that's that's a lot of stuff there. That includes educational technologies as well to help the teachers teach. Uh, and so there's a there's still a lot of stuff going on. There there really is, and I'm just trying to get a in my head. And and you know, as I said, I talked to a small school, Montana school district yesterday. And, uh, you know, they probably don't have 100 people working at the uh, – they don't, probably don't have 50 or 60 people working at the, at the whole district. Okay? Yep. Yeah. And here you are with 50 or 60 just in your district handling IT. Okay? And then you, do, you go into the back room, and, and, and it's your guys just plodding away down there. I hope they are all appreciated for the work they do because they're the people that nobody ever sees. They're down in the yep. bunker somewhere. You know, uh, you're in a protected bunker, I'm sure, yep. 3,000 feet below and, and the And like earth. you said, I mean, I, we know a school district yeah. that's a rural district uh, not too, too far, maybe a couple hours away from us. Um, and, and honestly, there's probably some of that are closer. They're the same. They have two people, the yeah, director exactly. and then one person works on them. I know one, one district that's not too far away that's actually a pretty good-sized district where their chief of police is also the, I, the yeah. technology director. Oh, I mean that, that's that's two roles that you wouldn't you think go. would be the same, and so that's what we're there that's what go. we're facing in 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 education. Yeah, and they have the, they have the same and they have the same responsibilities. I know it's exactly. they have fewer people, but they have the same responsibilities. Which brings me to my next question. Okay, when you look at the at at, at, at this framework, and again, I'm going to go down just the categories, which are identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover. And there's ten things under each one of those, like figure an old school outline, something like that, okay, all the, all the subcategories. How many of these things can be done by a non-human, okay, that you can buy a product or service or, if I may, these days, AI, okay, that, that can handle this instead of a human being? Because obviously school districts, gonna, we know they do that. Just, the people aren't out there. How many, what's going on out there with that? You know, there are a lot of them. Uh, I don't know if I can give you an exact number of or percentage of them, yeah. but there are a lot of them that, that can yeah. be. Uh, 
because even under under the identify, it, you know, it always helps to have a person double checking, obviously, and making sure that the that information is correct. But but a lot of that identify, you could use uh, some sort of a computer resource to to figure those things out and to manage some of that, uh, and then have reports that maybe someone actually looks at to figure out, you know, where where do they need to go do a little more research. But a lot of that is. <laughs> Excuse me. A lot of times we have to pull reports from different sources because we don't always know. Uh, say, like your computer inventory, you may try to pull reports from your antivirus, and maybe you have to pull it from your DNS. There's, there's maybe different sources we try to pull together. But again, that's something that a, a computer could do and and gather that information together and then try to figure out what who you're at, who's accessing that information. So it may take some time, but but a lot of that information under identify. There's a lot of it. Maybe not everything, because uh, some of it gets down to policies and procedures, and uh, so that may be a little bit more where you have to have someone actually physically looking at those policies and procedures. But everything else uh, under there could be done by computer. When you get to protect, a lot of that is done with computers. So the whole second category under protect uh, really deals with your antivirus and what you put in place. Now, a lot of that still requires people to put those processes in place, but oftentimes you could uh, pay another company to come in and help you secure your environment. Uh, but a, a lot of that information is something that a computer could do, or you could use technology to help make sure that that happens correctly. Uh, when you get to the third category, under detect, they never hurts. I mean, one of our, our greatest resources is our people. Uh, knowing that, hey, this just doesn't seem right, right? So we get a phishing email. Uh, we, I mean, a lot of our technology resources can detect phishing emails, and that's an anomaly, and and they can pull stuff out. But then sometimes there's always the attacker that is going to find a way through those defenses, uh, and so it almost always ends up coming down to a person. But under the detect category, looking for anomalies and events, that is something that computers are excellent at doing. And there's a lot of resources that can tell you, hey, why is this person logging in from China? They never log in from China. Uh, uh, why is this person yeah, emailing yeah. that person when they never email that person? Wow. They shouldn't be wow. emailing that person. Uh, so a lot of the whole detect can also be done by a person. So we've gone through three categories, uh, identify, protect, and detect, that probably 90% of that can be done with, with computers, uh, if not more. Uh, but then it's really where you get to respond and recover where you really need those boots on the ground and understanding of what to do. There's still a lot of that can be, can you can use technology to help you do, uh, but when you're trying to respond to an event, you need to know what's going on. So you may be able to have technology that can help you identify, hey, this is what happened, and, you know, click this button to deny access to this account and, re and resolve the issue. Uh, maybe that works, or maybe you need someone else to physically do it, but but there are some por portions of even that respond that, that could be, uh, you're, you're going to want to use technology for, and, and so honestly, there's a lot of this, and that's why there's so many different companies out there, uh, but they're at a cost, and all of them are very high cost, uh, but a lot of these, four out, four out of the five can, can easily be done uh, with a computer uh, or technology if you have the right company doing that. And I, I, I must say, as we wind down here, and God, by the way, you're doing a great job here. I really appreciate this, all right, as, as does the audience, I might add. Um, I, 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 how often does something like this need to be updated? Okay, because you guys work hard. I know Kirsten works hard with various frameworks to try to put together these organizational capabilities, and it works. Will they stay the same for a while, or, or does it need an update every year? 
because we could never keep up with all the technology. We always thought compu- having computers and technology would make it easier. <laughs> and make it, hello, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It just gets it just yeah. gets more and more complicated. It does. For, for overall, the, this whole framework itself is is going to stay the same for a long time. They they may add some additional pieces as technology continues to improve. Uh, obviously, as as computers get faster and faster, and 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 our our technologies get more uh, involved, I guess I, I should say. You, you may see some changes. Like you may see where you, are you integrating more into health health things. We already have some concerns there. You know, some of the things that we forget about is when our network goes down, we have students that are monitored. Uh, that that there's a a nurse monitoring their their health via oh, our wow. right. Wi-Fi, uh, right. and that's something that I, that we never thought about. That there's actually right. people that are relying on that to monitor the health of a student that's on campus. Uh, and so, so some of those health devices, you're seeing quantum computing, you're seeing AI. So all those pieces, they, some of those still fall under these different categories. And so our resources that we've, we've created, those may change as we identify. Uh, but really, we try to keep that ongoing as part of our committee to, to say, hey, is there anything new that we've, that we've run across that would be a good resource for, for other people? So as those new technologies come out, we try to add those, but this overall framework probably is not going to change significantly. And again, even as technologies change, uh, you, districts still need to start with the basics and, and start changing. Uh, whenever something new comes out, uh, say we start having more quantum computing, well, we're not going to just throw everything out the window and start over. You're still going to have your basics. You just may need to tweak some of those to, to better protect yourself uh, with some new technologies that may, may be coming out. And so uh, the, the overall framework really is not going to change that much with, as things change, but we may find more resources that are being developed for people, uh, and COSIN is going to be working on developing specific resources where we, where we know that there's not really very many resources out there for people, and that's one of the things that we've gone through and said, well, here's, here's the resources we found. Yeah. Which ones really don't have anything? Which ones, if, if I was a district that didn't have any resources, and I'm like, I need help with this, but there's nothing out there. That's kind of where COSIN is trying to step up and say, okay, well, let's develop something for them in that area so we can make sure that they have something that they can go off of, especially if, if they can't find – again, there's all sorts of stuff out there for, for cost, but especially for those smaller rural districts um, – or those worried about budget, which is almost all of them, uh, what yeah. are some resources that we can help develop for them to help uh, meet that need and make sure that they're protected? Right. Now, I, I just as we wind down here, how long have you been working with uh, – you've been a big part of COSIN. How long have you been a member of COSIN? Our district has been a member for or quite a few years, but uh, I've really been involved uh, more probably in the last two years or so. Uh, I joined Goose Creek about three years ago uh, and kind of started participating in, in different things. Uh, we were working on our Trusted Learning Environment Seal, which is really uh, put out from COSIN. Uh, and so I started getting more involved with, with that process and then just continued to, to develop that and, and work with them in different areas. That's good because I'll tell you, you're, you're, you're a terrific example of what an ed tech director should be doing. And I really appreciate you taking the time today, Gary, to make a, to sharing it with us, okay? And all the work Cosin does as well. Thank you, my friend. You have a good day, okay? Thank and better you, Better luck too. next year with football, all right? Better luck next year. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Okay? You, you take care, all right? And thank you very much, Gary. No Bye-bye. problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. Good guy. Okay. I'm sorry Amy wasn't here today. She's... Equally excellent. All right, Gary Lackey is the uh, director of cybersecurity over at Goose Creek CISD, just outside of Houston. 
Okay, and that's in Texas, by the way. All right, and check out. I got it all linked here up here if you need to do, do more. And in school district, you should be involved with COSM. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. And on that note, I'll see you next week. My name's Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.